Dude, so what's been going on lately? I have, I feel like it's been, I think the last time we talked was the last time we recorded this. Like the last time we actually talked, talked. Wait, hang on. Don't start yet. I can't see your face. I need to see you. Bro, I'm going to include this in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we can start. Yeah, I have. It's been, already started. it honestly has been like forever. It's really I weird. Know. I don't know why. I don't know either. I was thinking this the other day. I've just, I don't know. I, I don't know. What, what were we, when was the last time? Was the last time we talked was basically like, like we talked here and there being like, yo, let's put, I post that video or yo, I did that voiceover thing, but nothing like what's been going on. I don't even know what you've been up to. So what have you been doing? Um, oh, wait, wait, before we get into that, you just opened a beer. What are you drinking? This oh, nice. Bad hey man. The forgotten Lake baby. Straight up. Shout out to Alex McKenzie. He told me a couple weeks ago, that is his favorite beer that he's ever had. His favorite craft beer yeah dang dude fucking real good it's so look at that little airplane action in the background yeah mary jane and i took this photo today we went for a walk we went for a walk like uh a couple weeks ago and then we stumbled across this like airport and i was like yo this is here and then i was like i have the perfect beer for this picture and this beer is like a thunder bay favorite you can get it at the foundry. Um, you can get it at like grocery stores and stuff. And people drink it all the time. You can get it at the Sov because it's so delicious. So you remember when Alex did that trip from uh, well, Alberta back through to um, Oshawa? Yeah. Uh, he brought that back. He brought a bunch back. But one of the beers he brought back was, was that one. And I tried it. And I was like, oh, this is really good. I was really into it. I'm not crazy about the blueberry, but like, I know that people really like it. You've told me before and uh, you can get rid of the picture now. I mean, I know it's yeah. great, but yeah, no, I, I was also like, doing I want to see your my, face. I move my mic. Did you pour it? Did you pour it into a glass or? Yeah, I did. And it, it's Let's see. got a really cool color. Um, it's oh nice. You know, it's thick. It's a little more. Nice. The camera doesn't. It's not too, do it justice. Ah, it's pretty opaque. Yeah. But so um, we kind of, so you've been, you have that, that's readily available in Thunder Bay everywhere. Yeah. I mean, the best place uh, to get it would be Lake of the Woods, but obviously that's not an option for everyone. Although you could drive there from, you could drive there from Thunder Bay if you wanted to do like a, a road trip. And that's, I think when Alex is driving through, I was like, oh, you got to stop yeah. at Lake of the Woods. Alex actually make- got a, has a Lake of the Woods hat that he still wears to this day. He's still rocking that. He loves getting the hats. It, it, actually, he got a hat from left field, and I was like, that's a sick hat. But, yeah, there's more from Lake of the Woods he wears all the time. So, Yeah, Dynamite beers. And this is like a good summer beer, and I'm ready. We're almost – it's almost hot here, so I'm yeah, I'm ready. Sorry, I'm just struggling with this thing. Uh, what have I been doing? We, uh, we're, still, we're still exercising. We're still living right, you know? Before I yo, talk about tell me, people, do we, yo, let's talk about your Can I just tell people what I'm drinking so I can actually have a sip of it? Yeah, yeah, I kinda, yeah. We kind of gave it away a second ago with your picture there that you pulled up. Yeah, sorry. But uh, I'm drinking the grain and grit in the palms. And mm. there was two giveaways. There was one giveaway that I was drinking a, a grain and grit. Oh, dude, I'm you're 0 for this. 2. I'm blowing this uh, so hard. There, there you go. Hey, look at and actually, if you look in that picture, in the palms was on tap when we were there, and we took that photo. Delicious. It's the top right. Yeah, actually, I got. I also I I got an order from Grain and Grit the other day, and um, that's the giveaway. Man, look at that place. I just love their spot. You know, it's super I, cool. I like, I like everything about Grain and Grit. I was telling I was telling this to my friend the other day. Actually, if you I don't know if you noticed this, but that's the giveaway right there. This new hat that I got. Oh yeah, this is a Grain and Grit hat. I don't know if you can see it. There you go. It's, it's pretty, pretty cool. dope, right? Oh, they definitely have a really like. I want to say modern. I don't know if that's like cheesy. It is. Yeah. But yeah, it's, no, it's they do modern. have like a very modern style, and I also like. Look at I've always thought this. From before I even went there, well, actually, that's not true. I would say after I went there and I spoke with like uh, Joe, 
And then Lindsay, we didn't meet, but I emailed Lindsay before we went there because she was she was away at an event the day that we showed up. So she couldn't make it. But after talking with Joe and being there and trying their beers, you know, I've tried their beers before, but trying them with with Joe and then just like seeing them. I feel like if they want to be, they can be the biggest, most successful brewery in all of Ontario. They are like they have this amazing community that they've built there like if you if you check out grain and grit obviously not right now but if you check them out on a regular basis they have like events happening all the time the community like they're so entrenched in the community and they have this incredible group of people there and like not to like plug our episode but if you go and look at it we talked a little bit about events they have going on and what they're doing with the community and like we barely scratched the surface and I feel like I could talk to him just about that the whole time we were there. And I then agree. on top of that, you mix in that like they have delicious beer and like the their artist is uh Triangle Trees. That's their like art the same is artist. So so cool. Like an their artist is so sick. I honestly if they if they were like, "Ah, we don't want to do beer anymore." They could do a clothing line. They have a shirt called the Thrillsner, which is like their Thrillsner logo. I love it. I'm like this is the sickest shirt. So, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they know what's up and they on top of everything the most important thing is they make delicious delicious beer and it's just such a welcoming place to be like i just love being there even like when we went there he was like prepping pumpkins for like that really cool like pumpkin carving event you know and it's not just like regular i mean obviously they probably have like trivia and stuff but they have like that's so cool to think outside the box and like oh what's a cool halloween specific event that kids can like go to too Yo, they also had like, I I know when I was checking it out before, obviously it's not an event that I would go to, but they had babies and brews and I'm like, what's going on here? And it's just like a mom meetup during the day, like moms and their new babies, they come and meet up and it's like, they were just like, it's a cool opportunity because a lot of moms like don't have time to like go and hang out with their friends. So it's a good opportunity to like get them out socializing with their friends and other babies and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. So they have like these crazy cool events that are like so different. And I think that's, I don't know. I think that's part of why they've become this like cool hotspot for events and activities in Hamilton. But Because what mom doesn't want to, you know, drink some beers with their babies? I mean, responsibly, but like you can meet up and share like mom. I mean, I'm not a mom, but I know that they share like trade secrets. They talk mom stuff. Dude, there was like a sudden, I have a group of friends, you know, like Rochelle and Bailey, right? Yeah that group of friends, they all have kids now. So every time we go, the moms are like baby talk only. Like it's just nonstop baby talk. And then, and then the dads, and then there's me, they're all just like hanging out, just talking about normal shit. <laughs> and then the moms are just all baby talk. It's so funny. But yeah, so I mean, I don't know, just like that's one example, but they have tons of cool examples of like events they put on. And I just think that they're so, they're like place, like you just saw that photo of inside their brewery such a sick place yeah it's, it's so, so nice. it's so like clean like it just looks clean yeah. all white black and white like crisp i think Lindsay designed the uh like the the place um or like had a, a large part in designing it and if she's available i would love for her to design the renovation at my house because that would be great yeah the style is sick you're tearing the you're tearing the place up eh you're making oh. uh, making room for some podcast space or what? Yeah, man. I think I think so. I mean, that's not the reason I'm doing it, but I think uh, I'll have an extra room when I do this. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to take advantage of this time that we've had for uh, you know just staying at home. And man, I'm I'm busy now. I think that's part of why we haven't spoken a lot in the last couple of weeks. But I've just been busy. Like I you know, I started this renovation. I'm still doing the Spanish. I'm 45 days strong. Nice. On That's Spanish. Really so, uh, Bravo. Is that Spanish? <laughs> I don't know. I put it like that accent on. So I haven't come across it in Duolingo, but it could be like, <laughs> it could be like a Spanish guy speaking another language. It yeah. sounds Spanish, um, but yeah, man, it's been really cool. That's awesome. Uh, I was going to say like, it feels weird how busy I've also been. Like, I think what happened was, we had this huge change and then I was like, well, I guess there's nothing to do. And so no one, like we all partied. And then 
this just became so normal that it was like, oh, I'm going to start filling my time up with things. Yeah. And like today, my, my schedule is full. I was like, I'm full all day. Yeah. You got to adapt, right? That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. It's going to be so hard to go back to work because now like we're fully, we're fully committed. I know MJ and I take way more time cooking. I just started making my own mustard started yesterday and like pretty much everything mustard's your favorite thing too i love it and it's so easy to make and it's just like anything we make it's like uh how do you make it and let's make it all the way from scratch because we have so much time wow that's sick yo how do you how do you make mustard is there a lot of ingredients no so it's just like mustard seed and then different types of vinegar you can put beer in there you can put uh, uh wine in there and it's just pretty much equal parts liquid to like mustard seeds and then like a little bit of salt and some like uh, like garlic and stuff. Sick. Actually, yeah. I was really impressed when you made your own uh, Caesar dressing for us that one time. So this doesn't seem like too far of a stretch from that. It's, a, it's amazing how easy condiments are. But I don't want to completely derail the conversation here. Why don't you tell us, do you want to go into detail about the, the demolition at the Taylor residence? Oh, I don't. Well, okay. I've been playing it for a long time, uh, but it's basically just like my upstairs. I'm just like adding a different room. I have an insanely big, like it's so unnecessary to have my bedroom the size that it is. So I'm basically just like moving some stuff around. So I made the bedroom like a normal size and then moving my bathroom over and then adding uh, another room, which you alluded to might be half podcast studio, half spare bedroom. So it's gonna, I'm, I'm just excited about it because it's like, a, I don't know, like it might be tough to get material um because of you know like i know i ordered i just ordered a thing online from home depot but i remember like when i when i renovated my kitchen a lot of the times i would like go to home depot i get home and then i'd be like oh no i i forgot like this part or one and so i'd have to run back up the street to go to home depot and yeah. i can't do that i can't do that right now so home i'm Depot's like, open now it is open, but you got to order online. So I'm just like the ease of access isn't as you got to order online and then do a curbside pickup. Oh, so it like the ease annoying. of access, like, and if I forget something, it might cost me like a whole day's work. So I'm trying, I have like that type a brain where I'm like schedule, schedule, schedule. I might have to let go of that a bit to try to like keep my sanity. You know what I mean? See, I think the type a brain will help you. Cause you'd be like, these are all the things I need. I can't screw yeah. this up. Yeah, I mean, I thought that would help me uh, when I when I did the the kitchen here as well, and it did in a lot of ways. But then there were some days that I was like, "I'm losing my mind." Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I don't know. It's it's kind of cool because it's like it's I moved actually. It's kind of sweet because on Monday I moved my room to my other. I have another room, so I moved it to my like spare room, and I like you know I have another bathroom, so I moved my like the bathroom that I normally use. I moved all my stuff into the second bathroom. So I've been kind of living in this different area of my house that I've, I never like live before. The way I say that makes it sound like I have like a whole other area of my house. Yeah. I don't, but just like another room that I've never slept in before. I, I'm sleeping in there. And then I'm like, it just feels like a little mini vacay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of cool. But yeah. I would hate that. I had this like really weird thing. I think I travel a lot, not a brag, just a reality. And all the time, like I'll wake up in the night and not know where I am and freak out. So if I were you, I'd be like, this isn't my room. I don't know where I am. And then you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, I just switched rooms. Like I just wake up in a panic. I'd probably do it every night until I move back. And then by Yo, the time I, I move back. Too. Yeah. I had that. I had that. Remember when I, remember I used to travel my old job? Yeah. I would have that. Like, well, I remember one time I woke up and I go, I don't even know what city I'm in. That's so bad. And it was the, no, it wasn't. It was, I was terrified. <laughs> I was like, oh, and it, I did know, but I, you know, you wake up and you open your eyes and they have that moment of like, oh, where am I? And then like, it's like, before you can even think about it, you know where you are. Yeah. It was like that. But imagine being like, I don't even know what city I'm in. And then you're like, oh yeah. It wasn't like I woke up and I looked outside and I was like, where am I? No, I knew. But like you wake up and you think you're in your bed and then just that initial like, reaction. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. a terrible feeling. It's a terrible feeling. Yeah, it was brutal. So, but no, this has been cool because I'm still at home, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's like a cool, it's just been like a cool change. Yeah, it's been fun. But I know you've also been keeping busy with some homebrews. Before we talk about maybe what you're working on now, we could talk about Next Stop Hollywood, the deliciousness of it. We can, but go back to the picture you just you posted earlier. 
Of what? Of your beer. Oh, throw me a so, throw me a curveball here. All right. I know. I'm gonna. Get, so this is this is your shot. If I were to give you any sort of uh, con- constructive criticism, is that what I want to say? Sure. I would say that this is lovely because you have your photography plus the beer all in one place. But I would encourage you to get a live shot of the beer with the planes. What do you mean? You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like this is a this is a green screen, is it not? No. This is in front. This is real life. Like you had the beer on you. Yeah, we went for a walk. I told you we went for a walk today. Where? Yeah. What's the beer sitting on? It's sitting on like a fence post. Oh my god! What, dude? I thought that was a for real. I for real thought it was green screen. I like, told you we walked in the back. You, like, my, I told. I know, but I didn't know that they had the beer with you. Of course. And uh, oh my can, god! I even put MJ to work. You can see like that the line along the left hand side. Yeah. Like MJ is like holding up like a reflector. She's holding up like a second light source so we could make that like crisp line. Oh my God. Yo, that's so clean. It looks so clean that I just assumed it was green screen. Yeah, dog. Wow. That's next level. Criticism. Uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty. I'm really impressed, dude. Sir. All right, you can take it down. Sir. The reason that I want. the re- oh, I, can't, I can't believe it. You just, I immediately. We'll edit that part out. No way! No way! <laughs> no, the only reason I wanted to do that was because you're gonna be doing some uh, some beer tastings on the on the gram. You're gonna be uh, adding to our our inventory now. Yeah, I'm excited to give it a to give it a swing. I'm more worried about the tasting reviews. I'm sure you'll read them over and be like, "Nah, you can't say that, dog." No, I feel like I mean you know this. We've talked about this a million times, and for anyone listening like doing a tasting is not hard you're not saying like you're not saying like this beer is like if you are come on but you're like i'm not saying this beer is good or bad it's just like what do you taste that's it which is easy like if you don't know what you're tasting just you just have to think about it you know it's it's really not not difficult like most of the time if you taste something you know that's like fruity or whatever whatever the case may be yeah. So you'll be fine. You'll be totally fine. Add a yeah. little bit of your chat humor into the caption. You're all good. Also, you're in charge of spell check because I don't do. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's probably the thing yeah. I suck at the most. <laughs> that would be if you were concerned about anything. I would be. I think it would be the spell check. I. You know what I should do is every time you send me any caption, I just put one spell check in it, <laughs> so then people know. <laughs> or just like you could put like teachers like right over top. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like cross out the word and put the right spelling on yeah, top. Yeah, that might be funny over top. But let's talk about the let's talk about this baby. The boom. Yeah. Next up Hollywood. That was a fun day, man. I feel like I kind of said this on the recipe page on our website, but like I feel like once we got the kind of like the flow of things sorted out after the first one, this one was just like lots of fun, like filming it. And it was like such a smoother process. And I think that made for like a better beer too. I wouldn't know because I didn't get to try it. And I'm still hey, I'm bitter. You know, I'm trying to let you know that I'm bitter about it. <laughs> you know, it's really funny though. You told me this, we talked on the phone right before this and you were like, I don't think I'm going to try it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know how much is left. After I got up, I went to go pour myself a beer of it just to like have a little bit, a little bit of something before we started the podcast. And uh, it, it was empty. Oh God. That was the very last, very last glass. I'll it lasted to, a bit, man. I tried my best. I'll have to. Uh, we'll have to redo it. We won't. Have to, we won't film it, but maybe we'll redo a batch just so I can get a taste. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Hey, man. Next stop, Hollywood. I feel like people know now. They know we're trying to get there. Where we're trying to go. They always knew. We got the charm. I'm. I'm like a young Kermit the Frog. I don't know if that's good. I don't think it is. Good. Of course it's good. Kermit, Kermit is, they make it. They make it in Hollywood. That's like the Muppets go to Hollywood. That's where the, re, that's the reference. Next off Hollywood. Really? Yeah. I didn't from, even know this. Comes, comes from the Muppets. <laughs> I had no idea. I just thought it sounded cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Um, I, I love well, that's Among fucking Us. news to me. What I did love... you think of the video? Of the, and the brood eye. I thought it was the homebrewing video. I thought it was really good. I think that uh, I think that we're getting better. You know. Yeah. I think I would brew it. I think people could follow along, but maybe people have different opinions. They're like, oh, maybe it was. It would be nice to get constructive criticism. I don't want to invite like trolls to I be do. like, oh, that sucks. But I do want people to be like, oh, you know, if something is unclear, I don't think it is, but if something's unclear or like hard to follow, yeah, it would be nice to to get like a constructive feedback. Yeah. Someone actually, uh, I can't remember uh, the guy's name, but after the first episode, he mentioned, um, oh, you know, what did you get? How long did you ferment for? Like, how, because, because, I don't know, like if people know this, but like it's because we live in different cities, it's hard to get video footage during the fermentation process. So like we don't film that part. So we have to try to fill it in with like the audio portion. So as a result, like, I guess I could see where some people would be like, Hey, wait, how'd you ferment this beer? And so, uh, that, uh, this guy, I can't remember. I wish I remembered his handle, but he, he mentioned it in our comments. He was like, Oh, I just wondered how you did this. And like, this part of it. So then on the second video, I made sure to kind of speak more to that in the tasting portion. Yeah. That's another thing. The tasting portion we had to do, I had to do solo because we, uh, we can't meet up right now. So I think you did a great oh, job. You handed it on your own. Thanks, I mean, I was man. pretty pissed. Was, those are union jobs, <laughs> but you know, we'll let it slide. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I thought I was part of the union. I thought we were in this together, but yeah, I right. mean, that's just a joke. <laughs> I got so many of these babies, but no, I actually thought it was pretty cool. I saw that guy's comment and I thought it was cool. Cause I was like, Oh, he actually followed along and he's probably going to try to make it. And wants like a little bit more uh, information. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why don't totally. you tell us a little bit about this little ditty that you sent me? Also, this is, a oh, yeah. I'm really feeling it. If you turned it uh, 90 degrees to the right, then it would be uh, more, it, was, it would make more sense. But yeah, that uh, I brewed up last week, actually. What is I it? I gotta be honest. I, it's, uh, this is the mash um, of the coffee stout that I brewed last week. So in there, you'll have like, you know, a mix of all these different grains. I used like, uh, what did I use actually? I actually have it all right here. So excuse me for being rude right now. But I'm gonna look into my uh, recipes That's and great. check it out. So I used um, a pale malt like Maris Otter. Uh, actually, I didn't. I, I used something in place of Maris Otter, and I can't remember the name. It was like American something. I have it written down somewhere. I'd have to go check it out. But uh, I used some like chocolate wheat malt, chocolate milk. I used some Fuggle hops, but basically for bittering and like a very little bit i use for like uh some flavoring at the end but the big thing with this beer it's a coffee stout so like it's done fermenting on the 21st because i did it on the 6th or 5th so on the 21st it'll be done fermenting um but a few days before that what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna get some coffee beans i have like some local coffee beans at home um I'm going to put them into like a Maslin bag, like a cheesecloth bag, um, dry, basically dry hop, like steep them in the, in the beer. I'm going to basically pull the beer off the yeast. So it'll just be like the finished beer product, no longer fermenting. And then I'm going to like steep these uh, coffee beans in the beer for like three or four days. And then while that's happening, I'm also going to take some coffee beans, the same coffee beans, but like the same, not those ones that I put in the beer, but more same of the brand. same same brand and i'm gonna steep that in like water um and then after the steeping is done for both of them i'm gonna test the beer and i'm gonna add this like i'll basically have like a cold brew solution so i'll pour the steeped water off of the the beans into yeah. like a cup and then i'll just add that to taste um in the finished product at, at the end of it all does that make sense yeah that's pretty cool i remember you like yeah. kind of saying like it, you had an option of either like doing the bean steep or doing the water and now you're kind of doing yeah. both i'm gonna do both of them yeah yeah would you maybe this is a little, a little wild but consider doing three like variations one that's both one that's 
just the water and one that's like the steep, just the steep. Maybe. Yeah. In the I mean, in the future. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny because like, who knows? Because right now I say that I want to do that, but right now, if I, if I do ferment this beer and like, let's say I put the beans in and let them steep for a few days and then I pulled out, I taste the beer. Obviously you're tasting it like pre-carbonation. So it'll be tough to like really tell, but like it's tougher than, than usual. But like if I taste it and it tastes good and I get like, I get like enough coffee flavor, I won't add any cold brew. Yeah. Like I, I won't add any more if I don't need to. I'm only going to add it if I need to. So I might not add it, I, but I think I, I probably will just because of based on the amount that I'm using, I don't think there will be enough just with the steeping. Cause I did want to do both of them, but who knows? Maybe it's the first time I've done this beer. So are you going to, uh, are you going to like crack the beans at all? Are you going to grind them at all or leave them whole? Uh, I'm going to like for the cheap no, cloth, I... like the cheesecloth beans. No, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to get anything like any, uh, like, like what you crack the, the grains from the mash because you're trying to expose like the enzymes within the, within the grain. I'm not trying to do that here. I'm just trying to get like the, literally the flavors off of them. Yeah. Does that makes sense. Yeah. It's more like, 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 uh, it's like a dry hop. I'm not trying to like extract sugars or anything from this coffee. I don't even know if there is sugar in coffee beans, but, but yeah. I have no idea. I just know that when I make coffee at home before I brew it, I grind it. Yes. That's a really good point. Maybe I should look into that. And if I should grind them up, I wasn't planning on it. I have no idea. No clue. But I'll tell but you anyways. what I, I do know a lot about. But boom! Oh, <laughs> you play? This is total. Hey, game changer! You're like, all right, done talking about this. Let's talk about Monopoly Deal. <laughs> I have to talk about it because I am a Monopoly Deal champion. Mary Jane and I are the cutest couple until we get a good, <laughs> solid game of Monopoly Deal going. And we're not we're not getting sponsored by them, but I want to shout out to anyone out there that loves Monopoly but is tired of playing over like six hours. This is your game. It's fast paced. You're done in like five. Is it minutes. quicker? It's so fast. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Monopoly, but in like the box says in fifteen minutes, and uh, I feel like that is one of the biggest flaws of Monopoly. It never ends. Yeah, the people at Monopoly realize that. They're like, hey, no one's buying our game anymore because it, it takes too long. We got to speed this up. And yeah. it's it's awesome. It's so awesome. I can't get enough. I have a question. Is Monopoly the most successful game of all time? Successful board game? It's It seems like it's the most well-known. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Settlers of Catan is uh, pretty big. That's true. That's hard to say. I was going to say because but, Sellers has expansions, but Monopoly has like Monopoly Junior, Monopoly right. like Toronto. So probably, probably Monopoly. There they I are. was going to say like how many, if you asked like a hundred people, you said, do you know Settlers of Catan versus do you know Monopoly? Do you think more people would say they know Monopoly? Yeah. Everyone knows Monopoly. But also McDonald's had that like rigged I was going to say, it's of, yeah, it's because of McDonald's, which was rigged by the way. So we already talked about that, but yo, this is what's crazy. And people probably know this about you because we talked about the wrist thing before. Yeah. And how insane that was, but like you playing games with you is generally a nightmare. So respect to Mary Jane for even doing that at all. <laughs> I'll say this. You just, you're like the worst person to play games with sometimes. We were, uh, I went to our parents' house the other day and we were playing some socially distant croquet. It was mother's day. Right. <laughs> and like her mom was a winner. That's a great game. And so I like I uh, this is the kind of person I am. I was like, she's gonna win. I'm blowing past all the wickets, and I'm just gonna knock her out of the park. She's like near the end, so I line her up, and I'm like, Happy Mother's Day! And then I smash her ball, <laughs> like huge. And I I went home later, and I, I kind of felt bad. Like, oh, <laughs> should I have done that? But maybe that's what they love about me. She actually did. She turned around and won it anyways. So, you know, good on good her. her. But I wow. Do, so you try I, to ruin her Mother's Day is what you're telling me. I'm not proud of it. But I, when I get into the game zone, I'm the nicest guy. I'm like Ross. But when I play poker, I'm not a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
that's uh, yeah. insane man i don't i don't know something comes over me i have this like it's only board games like i don't care about winning anything else in life <laughs> but like in board games i have to win yeah i know it's become a thing now like we always just want you to lose even if you don't win everyone's like chad just can't win that's it it's really hard to win when everyone's like teamed up against you but it makes winning even sweeter when you can beat everyone that's fair yo um i'm not competing against anybody else but i've been doing so much running lately like it shows so much. you're looking fit look at that job thanks line. man appreciate it. you can't even see it dude i can see no, it. you can well, go on please go on <laughs> The uh, man, so much. The last two days, this is probably the biggest feat I've ever had in my in my life in terms of athletics. I ran two half marathons in two days, and you're in your head, you're probably like, "That's a marathon, no big deal," and it is no big deal in the grand scheme of things. But really, anyone that runs knows that, like, if you do a half marathon, then the next day you're dead, like, because then everything sets in overnight, and then yeah. the next day you're like, "I'm I'm exhausted," yeah, and. Uh, yeah, and I managed to like still I'm I'm super proud of myself for doing it, but I ran it. Here's what's even better is like I ran it uh Monday and Tuesday. So Monday I finished my night shift on at 8 a.m. Right? This early. Then that's a marathon ran, in and of itself. Go on. Yeah. So I worked like 8 p.m. Sunday night to 8 a.m. Monday morning. Then at like eleven, I ran the half marathon. So like on no sleep. And then, so then, and then at that moment I had beat my previous personal record. So my, I beat my previous personal record by like nine minutes or something. That's pretty, nine minutes. I was super stoked. The first time I ran Nine minutes is a landslide. Nine minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. To be fair though. Day one. (laughs) (laughs) The first time I ran it, I wasn't running it for like speed or anything. I just ran it for the sake of running it. Yeah. Um, but the second time that I ran it, I, I, you know, I beat it for, I buy nine minutes. Then the next day I was like, I'm going to do like 15 K today. And then I got to like 12 and I was like, well, I'm pretty far out right now. I could just keep running a little bit. And then by the time I get back, I'll be at 21 and I'll do two half marathons in two days. So I did. And I beat the previous day's record by 13 seconds. So I beat my record again. That's pretty sick. That makes 30 seconds sounds like better. How do you know? Is there like, do you have like one of those running apps that's like ahead of yesterday? So, okay. Like- yeah. So I do have a running app. Uh, it's called, I have the Nike run club, which nice. is like super cool. It's like, it's my favorite. I had another one before like the Under Armour one. I just didn't like it, but this one's really cool. And I before like, so when I ran my first half marathon, I, d- I turn off all audio feedback. Okay. So, you can have audio feedback being like, it's been 15 minutes. You've run this far. Like, and it'll tell you or whatever you want. Um, I turned that all off because I was like, I don't really want to compete against myself because I used to do that. And then I would hate running because I would feel like I'd have to beat myself every time I run. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just running for leisure, you know? Running for leisure. Then, That's an awesome yeah. And then, <laughs> And then, so Monday when I did that half marathon, I didn't have anything. Didn't have any... Um, audio feedback and then yesterday i put on every 15 minutes it would tell me my pace so i had an idea and then i just did the math in my head like okay this is how far i am then if i've run this pace you know and so that was it but yeah i i was really stoked i'm gonna i think i'm like on half the population here where i say what a dreadful hobby you're running while doing math like this is (laughs) everybody this is what nick is into this guy is a nerd He's like, you know what really inspires me? Running and then crunching the numbers from yesterday into today's score. Yeah. And it's funny because I was like, I was like, uh, well, in my head, I was like, I know what my pace was yesterday. And then I ran and I was like, this is my pace right now. If I keep this pace for the next six kilometers, then I can beat it by this much time. And I was like doing the math as I was running. It did motivate me to keep going. I'll be honest. You're like, if one train leaves Pennsylvania and one leaves New Jersey, both are heading. If I buy 12 apples. (laughs) 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 I do love, I do love a good math problem though. I'll be honest. A good number crunch. Math dragon. (laughs) Hey, math dragon. 
<laughs> Sweet. Well, should we bring on our guest of the day? Yeah, I'm down for that. That's cool. Let's uh, do it up. Who do we got today? Uh, Derek Baker. He is awesome. He's a drummer extraordinaire. I met him for the first time uh, on a Green Bank tour. I was a photographer. Oh, nice. He was the drummer, and the band totally ruined him. But he also uh, works at the Sleeping Giant and is a super cool guy um, to know. He's just really funny and just really cool. So let's Sweet. bring him on. All right, cool. What are you drinking there? I'm drinking a Whiteout, the Hazy IPA. Nice. Mm. That was my favorite beer when I was there uh, last summer, actually. Oh, right. And uh, we just got new cans for it as well. It's going to be like all new branded and everything. It's pretty dope. Do you have pretty one awesome. there? Yeah. Can you show Can it to us? Peek? Uh, I have to move. I mean, I guess I am kind of mobile right now. You are. This is the first mobile interview that we've had. Cool. You're welcome, by the way. You're almost giving us like a little mini tour, which is pretty good. Yeah. I kind of could, actually. Have you been here before, though? We, we have. This is, yeah, we've, we've had fun. This is bringing back some fond memories of being at Sleeping Giant last summer, actually, with Chad. Hey, yeah, that was a fun time there. Oh, we're going into the abyss. You don't know what the hell's going to happen now. This is pretty cool. So how many people have seen this can? I feel like maybe this is a sneak sneak preview. Well, we actually just unveiled it the other day. Like uh, on our Instagram and everything. Okay. I should have been up on that. I'm pretty terrible with technology. So let's see if I can somehow flip my phone here. If not, screw it. Nice. Oh, sweet. It's good. So it's like a it. pure white can like that with a nice cool little description and everything. It's pretty sick. That's dope, man. It's like far better you. than the, uh, the paper taped ones that I got recently. Yeah, like something like our uh, Amber Lager there. That's just like a sticker because we only put them in the silver cans and then we just tape them there afterwards. No, when uh, when things were like really bad, I think when the pandemic like hit and there was like talk of maybe the beer stores closing, you guys were oh, like, pulled out of uh, Whiteout and there, someone had like printed a bunch of like regular <laughs> printer images and then tape them on the cans. I was pretty, st- I mean, I don't care about the label as much as I care about what's inside, but it was pretty funny. Oh, it's hilarious. So it's, uh, yeah, we were kind of just out. We just had these cans, no labels. We're like, well, we got to sell it somehow. So that was the way to do it. Yeah, that's- hey man, were you actually, the, the beer that you're drinking, it's, it was one of my favorites when I was there. And we I also had like the brood IPA when I was there. Yep. But I'm in I'm in uh, Oshawa, so I'm pretty f- further south uh, from you guys, right? The dirty schwa, I, I see. The dirty schwa, yeah. But I feel like people here have this view of Sleeping Giant because we get like the northern lager and like 360 mm-hmm. pale ale. How much different would you say the beer that you guys are making at the brewery is compared to like what you would see in the LCBO? Oh, well, we do a whole bunch of different styles. Like, and oh, I will admit the stuff here is going to be a lot fresher just because we, you know, packaged it, brewed like right away there. Right. But, you know, most people think of Sleeping Giant as, you know, the Northern Lager, but we have a whole lot more. Like we just started barrel aging beers. I think we're starting a sour program soon. So it's more than just a one trick pony. We like to kind of, you know, mess around in the summertime, with, like Saison's and Grisettes and all that fun stuff too. So uh shameless self-promotion you i think there's free or ten dollar shipping anywhere in ontario well i mean if you guys want to uh that's you know, legit. Spend a couple bucks i think it's like you have to spend 40 bucks to get 10 bucks shipping i'm not too sure about the logistics unfortunately that's sweet yeah i just saw you walk by a few barrels there when you were giving us that little mini tour what uh, oh, like, how big has that become uh well we've always kind of wanted to do barrels and so now we open up where we kind of uh, did the thing called the Barrel House, which is where we a little event center and where we can actually have barrel-aged beers there. So we've done, I think, four or five different barrel-aged beers now. We just uh, we did a Baltic Porter that was aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, one was aged in rye whiskey, and one was aged in uh, whiskey barrels. Rye whiskey, whiskey, and bourbon. And then I think we're doing like a triple in bourbon barrel and a couple other things. I think a Belgian strong ale as well. Nice. Yeah, Chad, uh, Chad has the photo up right now. I don't know if you can see it, but he's got a photo of uh, oh, three baby, of the I beers. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've and had, they got the uh, wax. Go on. Sorry. Go ahead, Chad. I was oh, going to say, I've had, two, I've had two of the three. I don't think I've had the rye yet. I had the. I think I had the gin and I had the... Um, 
bourbon. Oh, but I don't. My favorite by sure, by far. I think it's probably yeah. everyone's favorite. Everybody loves a good a good bourbon. But you said there's right? five. There's two more. There's two more coming that I don't know about. No, or the, not in that the series. Baltic, Baltic Porter. I think that was it. We did four barrels, but we I think we combined the two rye whiskeys into one, just like you know, beauty barrel. And so uh, I think we are going to be, I think we're looking at buying like red wine barrels to age other beers in. I, we might have those already. I kind of forget. I've been drinking. Uh, so <laughs> who to guess, right? <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to be getting uh, some more barrels and a bit more program within that. So, you know, some more stuff to look forward to. That's for sure. So where is the barrel house? Like you're saying you, you guys are going to do events there and, and stuff. Where in Thunder Bay is it located? Two doors down from us right now. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it's just on Squire, McDonnell. I forget the cross section, but it's like right beside uh, the MGM Electric Building. So it's right there. So it's convenient enough because, you know, people, when they see Sleeping Giant, they know where we are. And just got to go two doors down. You're good to go. So is there going to be like a tap room in, in that space as well? Or is it just kind of like events only? Uh, it, there is like a tap room. I think it's going to be more so for the events there like i'm pretty sure it's not necessarily open to the public besides events like that but that's where we have done like uh, like some test uh, some like tasting there i think uh the barley's angels crew has had an event there and had kind of had a sneak peek some of those uh barrel aged beers so it's not necessarily open to the public per se but it is uh there is like a little tasting room for uh the events that happen there that's super cool and i know that um Sleeping Giant already does events uh, in your tap room or like brewery as it is. Like you have, I've seen live music there. I've seen like the hot ones challenge there, like so many other cool events. Are you guys going to continue to do events in the tap room, like at Sleeping Giant or are you going to try to move everything over to the, the barrel house? Uh, we're going to do both actually. Cause I mean, we can't really do the Oktoberfest or St. Patty's day events over there. But for more like kind of private events or things that want a little bit more of a chic location and idea, the Barrel House is going to be the best uh, best bet for that. But we'll still have like, you know, big fun events uh, at the main brewery here. Cool. I'm super into that. It seems like you guys have a ton of fun. I found this picture today. You want to talk about this little <laughs> beauty? <laughs> oh, that's uh, that my smile is so intoxicating. Christian was so happy about that picture, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, we were doing it was just like a little like uh, leadership retreat out in Kekebeka, and you know, sun's out, guns out. We were all uh, having some fun there, and I think Kaylee wanted us to have a little photo op. And me being my uh, bubbly self, we shall say, I that's the perfect opportunity to give my my boy Christian a big hug like that, and uh. <laughs> it, uh I'm glad that, that that was one of the more tame things that happened there. Let's just say that. <laughs> oh, wow. So this is like a retreat, like with Sleeping Giant, like with work? Yeah, it was like all, I think, the full-timers in the summertime, just to, you know, the, the owners treat us right. And we figured, you know, we have a little uh, half day to go out there, have a little picnic and just hang out because, you know, we're all, we're all family here, right? In most breweries. So have to have to enjoy that and have to have some fun with that. It seems like that. It seems like it'd be a pretty cool vibe then working there on a daily oh, basis, it, right? It's dope. I, I love all the people that I work with, and everyone's just you know, everyone just loves craft beer, and they just you know love what we do and helping out the, the community and all that fun stuff. So it's uh, it's a really cool environment here, that's for sure. So you know, it helps that we have some uh, social lubricants as well. <laughs> That's super cool. I think like you're one of the first people that worked at a brewery that wasn't like a brewer or wasn't like a, a an owner. And so it's kind of cool to get like a perspective on, you know, just like regular workings at a brewery uh, and kind of right. like the, the day-to-day um, shenanigans. I know I saw like uh, I, I saw like an Easter bunny video where you had this like bunny dancing <laughs> around. Like what kind of, <laughs> kind of shenanigans happen at sleeping giant on a regular basis uh can i plead the fifth on this one i don't know if i can (laughs) well it's just you know we're all you know mostly we're all pretty young we're all goofy in some sort of way like we we take things seriously but we like to smile we like to laugh we have to like to have fun like a lot of it a lot of inside jokes especially a lot of just us kind of hanging around messing around but you know when 
when shit hits the fan, we all work together. Uh, oh, I lost my train of thought on this one. Uh, it just, it's just generally like some good old camaraderie going on with that. Like we like to have fun. Like we've done some really silly, silly videos just to help promote us and kind of do some things like that. And, you know, we can't take ourselves too seriously because at the end of the day, we're just making beer, right? Like we're not, we're not saving the world. We're not, you know, we're not rocket scientists. We're just here to have a good time and make sure that everyone else enjoys what we do. So can't take yourself too seriously for that. Yeah. One of the videos I saw, um, and you guys seem to be the first to do it was like when the pandemic hit, you guys were the, like, I've been in there since and you do an awesome job. Everyone's like wearing gloves, but there's one video where you are like acting a little wild. I couldn't find it anymore, but oh, it, was, it was about like putting like beers in people's cars and like, and like pre-ordering and it, mm-hmm. your scene was hilarious, but what you guys were so quick on it. Like, how did you make that transit transition so quickly? Uh, I mean, we got to show that we're still like for Thunder Bay and for all the people. So, uh, so that people are, you know, rest assured that we're taking the utmost precautions to, you know, make sure that they're safe and secure. And so are we, uh, we just wanted to get it out there saying, Hey, like, we're still going to be open. We're going to take extra precautions, like sanitizer up the wazoo, uh, like gloves, masks, all that fun stuff. So it's just, we had to be quick to rest assure people that we're fine and that your product is fine. Because, I mean, there's a lot of uncertainties with everything nowadays. So we don't, you know, we don't want to incite more panic or whatnot for everything. So I'm glad that we're quickening it. I'm glad that we're still showcasing how cautious and worried we are for everything. Uh, And I figured that if people, that if we did it a little bit later, that people would be, you know, worried, even though that, that wouldn't be the case regardless. But it's always just nice to, you know, ease the public's mind with what's going on. Because let's face it, a lot of us have been drinking a hell of a lot more since this started. So we got to make sure that, uh, that, you know, we're doing the best for them as well. Definitely. That's sweet. So like how, how you guys obviously have been doing the, uh, you guys have been making hand sanitizer too, right? That's correct. So beyond that, like how, how much have things changed at the brewery since all this has started? Well, we don't keg beer anymore because there's, we can't sell it to licensees. Right. We can't have it in the tap room, right? So it would just be wasted product well not wasted but just sitting so we've just transitioned to purely canning which that has some limitations right because we can only can as fast as our machine does uh so we've actually had to split up shifts a lot more we've had to make sure that we get the coverage to be able to can out everything in a good time to be able to you know brew more beer to can more things and yada 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 uh it's unfortunate that our staff has had to go down by a little bit uh, but with things like unveiling new beers and trying to still be within the community and doing things like, uh, I think the other day there was uh, an event where we had beer and fried chicken by Barbecue that we hand delivered to the doors, well, contactless, of course. And so it's things like that, that we have to be creative of how we can still get the product to the customers and how we can help other local businesses and establishments that may be uh, hurting with the pandemic as well. So like in terms of like back of house, it's changed substantially because before we can knock out a 60 heck tank in a day uh, with kegging and canning, but we have to split that up in two long days to be able to get that out, to be able to put more beer in there, to be able to sell it. Because like right. the first two weeks or three weeks of this pandemic, it's been, it was not so like selling out left, right and center. I found a lot of that actually like with a, with a lot of breweries, you know, they have find a hard time like keeping beers in stock because it's just, they just, you know, like, like what you mentioned, right. Just getting a, getting like the productivity out there. But mm-hmm. I get, I think, I think people are starting to like find ways to make it work. You know, like you mentioned splitting up the shifts and things like that. Like that's probably what other people are doing. That's why you seeing more of an inventory on people's websites and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I, 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 I'd be lying to say that we haven't had that issue. Like I think one of our core beers is out right now as well. We're going to get it back tomorrow, hopefully, but it's, Things that we didn't normally sell as much of has been selling a lot more, much to our surprise, just because I think, again, uncertainty, people like it, they want to stock up and they don't want to have to do multiple trips of everything. So instead of buying, you know, four pack, six pack here and there, they just say, screw it, let's buy a case or two. That way we don't have to worry about it for a little bit now. Definitely. Here's the new toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How's everyone's toilet paper stash doing, by the way? Has anyone run out yet? Like... Hey, you know, you know what I did? 
I was thinking of the next level. I bought a bidet at the beginning of this pandemic. <laughs> I wanted to, but my girlfriend wouldn't let me. I'm like, come Dude, on, your ass will be nice in, and clean. Best investment I ever made. I'm telling you. Okay, Stan, uh, if you're watching this, when you watch this, I've told you. Yeah, it's so legit. It's the best thing. I'm telling you. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> it's good what enough you for your, good enough for me. <laughs> Were people like like mad about the barrel program like being released on this pandemic because i was like oh this is when it came out i thought it was such a cool thing i was like oh they're doing barrel age stuff now but like this has got to be the worst timing is it the worst timing or is it all right it's an inconvenient timing because we were actually planning on unveiling all this stuff before the pandemic hit anyways so it was kind of just unfortunate timing within that uh, I haven't heard anything negative thus far, but yet I'm not really one on the front line to be able to know these things. I, I'm going to presume more so people are excited about new things and new beers to kind of take them out of this rut. Because, I mean, even like we unveiled one new beer. It wasn't a barrel aged. It was uh, the Brew Love, a Blackberry kind of rosé. Uh, and it's been flying off the shelf because it's something new and it's something that people can look forward to. So I would assume that people weren't upset by it, but it's just a comedically hilarious timing that we unveiled this when the pandemic was going on, even though that we were going to do it prior to anyways. Yeah, it was such a huge step. Um, us, this is totally like out, out of left field here, but the beer Bodie McBoat or Stouty McStoutface, <laughs> did the staff actually choose that name? Was that actually voted on? I believe so. That was before my time, but uh, from what I've heard, that that was a staff pick, and I'm really happy for it because that's one of my favorite names of the brews here. It's awesome, and it's an awesome beer. Um, I don't know how much you know about the sanitizer. I'll bring up a little pick, but how hard is it for you guys to to make the liquid hand sanitizer? It's not necessarily tough to make it per se. The hardest part was gathering the ingredients because a lot of people think that because we're a brewery we can make high enough percentage alcohol to be able to get appropriate hand sanitizer but that's not the case uh you're lucky to get you know up to 20 percent alcohol with a certain strain of yeast uh so we we couldn't physically make it we had to outsource all the ingredients with a little help from our friends at somewhere uh and so the actual mixing of the recipe itself isn't overly difficult uh it takes about a day we just have to we have to boil water and let it cool and then mix all the ingredients up into it and so making it's actually pretty easy canning it was a little bit of a challenge at first but that wasn't too too bad either so it was it's just more so just getting all the ingredients like the 99 percent isopropyl alcohol which is super tough to get during a pandemic surprisingly yeah, yeah. That, that makes make, sense. That brings up a, another question. Um, what about other like ingredients? Because uh, as as Nick and I were chatting about today, he's pretty upset about his Amazon orders being delayed. <laughs> what is it? Damn day. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like to get like ingredients right now? Like it, just for tough. regular beers. Yeah. Oh, it's tough. Like we we have to make sure that we're on top of our inventory just because we don't want to run out of a certain hop or a certain thing of malt and say, well, there goes that brew. We're gonna have to do something else. So it's I know some hops were already tough to get prior to the pandemic, but now we just have to make sure that we're on top of it. Uh, like it's still feasible, it's still accessible, but instead of you know maybe saying giving it a week, we give it two weeks because you never know what's gonna happen. And who knows, maybe everyone wants saws hops right away. So if we need those, we got to make sure that we, you know, have a good supply of it thereafter for beforehand. So you guys have been like pretty uh, super, I guess, super organized. It, surprisingly, we haven't uh, run into too many issues of not having enough ingredients. It's actually uh, beer cans that we've had a bit more of an issue with, but we've solved all that. Everything is good with that. But no, we've been on top of it. We've been fine. I'm super happy about that because we don't have to stop production or we don't have to, you know, say, oh, we can't make this certain beer because, you know, the Galaxy Hop is up on back order for a month. We've been super good. We've been super lucky. And we've been making sure that we're on top of everything to make sure that we can uh, provide beer for everyone. Cool. That's great, man. Hey, Chad mentioned that uh, he knew you, he met you originally in the music scene. 
That's correct. How'd you make this switch from how'd you how did you end up here from there? What's the transition like? Well, I mean, musicians are a bunch of alcoholics. Uh, so, <laughs> so it was a natural it, fit. Exactly. <laughs> I actually, I was, I've been in the music biz for quite some time now, like 10 years. And so I've only been doing this for about three. So I figured the free beer would help the music because either I would get better at it or I'd think I was better at it. Uh, so I just, yeah, when I found this opportunity, I figured it would help out and well, I know when we were when we were on a away on our little trip, uh, I'd go to different breweries and I'd say, "You can't fucking touch this beer. It's for the brewery. Don't touch it." And then ultimately, I'd drink it on my own and forget about the brewery. Mm. You yeah. can do that. I, now that you mentioned that, you I remember. Yeah, you were like uh, you were like collecting yeah. little beers. I've totally forgot about that, and I didn't really piece that together until you just said it right now. Yeah, because I was working, I think I just started in the back at that point, or like working there for a bit. So I'm like, I got to bring back some cool brews. Everyone does that. And I'm pretty sure I drank most of them, like half drunk without the brewery's help. Well, Craig, <laughs> Sorry, guys. to people. I feel like that's kind of how everyone gets into craft beer originally, though, right? It's just like going to different breweries, picking up brews they like. You know? Oh, exactly. Like before yeah. I started working here, I was just a craft beer guy. Like I'd go to the LC and be like, I want that, I want that, I want that, I want that. Get the six-pack of PBR for jamming and want that one. And so it's kind of, I was always a beer connoisseur, especially craft beer. And just working here has made me more knowledgeable with it, especially, which is super dope. Because I can go to the LC and say, oh, hey, babe, you'd like this beer. It's, you know, a such and such style. It's not too hoppy. It's not too whatever. So it's definitely helped out my palate, not my liver, though. Definitely. <laughs> you're, you're drinking the whiteout, but do you have like a beer style that you gravitate toward or one that you really, really enjoy? Any nitro beer, I will drink the shit out of. I'm a big nice. fan of nitro beers. Uh, I do like really hoppy beers. I'm one of those, you know, old school losers. Uh, really, I try everything once, except I was in a brewery in Florida and there was a an oyster saison. I did not touch that one. Uh, it, it's there, like, now, like 300 pounds of fresh oysters in there. I'm like, hell dude, no, that one is not happening. What a bummer. You should have tried it so that you could have this story right now. It's just <laughs> the problem. My, my story is I said, screw that. I do not like oysters to begin with. I ain't drinking one. It sounds like a natural aphrodisiac. Right? Well, I didn't want to get too frisky at the brewery. You know, the lady there, and I think there were some children. Yeah, I didn't want to get on the list in Florida, that's for sure. Crazy. Man, I'm convinced that oysters are not good. It's just the stuff you put on them. Well, I can believe that. Unless it's heartbeat hot sauce. Shout out to heartbeat hot sauce. I do like some hot sauce. I, You know what? I like oysters. Although, a, a short story. I was recently like uh, in England with a friend, and we ate like giant oysters. They're oh, like yeah. this big. And so you can't just like, sh- like shoot them. You have to like chew them. And it, oh. it, it was a little bit grosser. Yeah. It, felt grosser they were just as slimy but you had to like (laughs) yeah no no thank you um before we uh wrap things up here is there anything that you've maybe learned at the brewery uh just by working there that you know regular beer drinkers wouldn't know even like craft beer drinkers Everyone thinks that this is like, you know, probably like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, just instead of chocolate fountains, it's beer fountains. The reality of it is my job is a food grade factory job that you just happen to be able to get drunk after the shift, not during <laughs> shift. Of course. Uh, a lot of it is just cleanliness and sanitization and just making sure that everything is, you know, immaculate within that. Uh, so, I mean, it's not, it's kind of like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, but at the end of the day, I'm just a factory worker. And I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like anything too magical or too like crazy. And all these crazy brews that everyone gets to try, a lot of it with the brewing process is just waiting, waiting for the mash, waiting to transfer, waiting to add the hops, waiting to whirlpool, waiting. It's just a cleaning and waiting game. That sounds very interesting and exciting. <laughs> You're really selling it. You're really selling it to people. <laughs> oh, it, it, uh, I'm not saying that I don't like it. I think it's awesome. But uh, we've done the international uh, collab, the international women's brew day, like the collab with you know local uh, ladies here. It's yeah. always a little fun. But 
it's not that it, their expectations are a little bit higher. They just don't understand that a lot of it's just like, okay, we have to let this mash for 60 minutes. All right, they we're done. Let's transfer it to the, uh, the uh, kettle. All right, let's wait till it boils. So it's, it's, it's not necessarily as riveting as you think, but uh, it's a hell of a lot more fun when you're home brewing because, you know, it's your, your recipe, your little baby. So I think, yeah, uh, totally. It's, but yeah, it's really, I'm just a food grade factory worker. That's, at the end of the day, that's all I am. You're too modest, man. You started out this interview, you were all full of yourself. <laughs> now you're just trying to make up for it. <laughs> I'm, bring, I mean, uh, I'm still full of myself, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm mad. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. I mean, you work with like really large quantities. Uh, Nick and I have done a, our, a couple homebrews, or at least I've done a couple homebrews with Nick. And it's been super exciting. So I can only imagine doing things on a massive scale. At least the first couple of times must have been pretty sick. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes it's there's still all new challenges. There's still all new fun stuff. And when we start, uh, when we do a one-off brew, it's kind of cool to craft the recipe and see what's going to taste the best. And it still kind of gives you that home brew vibe. But instead of doing, you know, five gallons, we're doing, you know, 60 hectoliters. So yeah. it's just, you know, more of the mass scale, which makes things challenging but still really fun really interesting that's cool man that's really great dude thanks so much dude for joining us today I, we really appreciate it hey thanks for having me this is a lot of fun yeah had a great Sweet, time man yeah we gotta we gotta make something happen again i'm, I'm gonna try to get up to thunder bay once a year and uh, if chad will have me so maybe we'll we'll meet up then and have a couple beers well if chad won't have you i will don't worry i'll, I'll kick uh, the girlfriend <laughs> out of the house we'll keep the dog and, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll stalk the white out. Don't you worry. I'll unscrew my bidet and bring it with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you ain't getting that back. You know that. <laughs> I don't think I want it back after that. <laughs> cool. Thanks so much, Dick. This has been an awesome time. Oh, pleasure is mine. Thanks so much, guys. All right, man. Catch you later. Mm-hmm.